0: of you considering a master's in business administration, consider this, an MBA in wine. I'm Janet Nakano for MBA Podcaster. There's a program through the Bordeaux Management School in Bordeaux, France, and it offers this unique experience.
1: It's a very beautiful region in the southwest of France. It's world famous for its wine growing, which is one of its principal activities.
0: That's Alison Grant, program coordinator for the Wine MBA program. The program starts in Bordeaux, France.
1: They spend two weeks in January in Bordeaux, two weeks in March, then in May they go to Australia to Adelaide. In July they're in Chile in Santiago and in October they're in Davis in California. Then they come back to Bordeaux in the following March to present their dissertation and then there's the graduation ceremony.
0: The four regions give students a taste of both Europe's old world winemaking and New World wineries in Australia, Chile, and California. The program covers the largest wine markets in the world, and this way, Grant says the students get a global vision of wine.
1: Wine is a is a, is a global industry now. You know there's joint mergers and there's people moving all all over the place. It's uh, you have to get this global vision of what's happening, and the fact that they move around these places gives them this vision of of the industry.
0: And that vision is more important now than it's ever been.
2: The industry's changed. A lot in the last 25 or 30 years.
0: Robert Smiley, professor of management and director of the wine program at the University of California Davis, Graduate School of Management.
2: The uh, impact of imports, the uh, other countries such as uh, Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, France, Italy, Spain are be- becoming much more aggressive in marketing wine in the United States as well as in each other's countries. So it's a somewhat more competitive industry. The wine quality is better. Uh, focus on the consumer is more intense. Uh, that is, we're trying more often to try to figure out what consumers want rather than what a piece of dirt we have uh, might produce. Uh, and so the focus and the intensity of consumer marketing is rather substantially greater. And the industry is becoming somewhat more concentrated. That is, there are a number of larger players that are making acquisitions around the world so that the uh, number of firms is smaller, uh, at least at the at the very large firm end.
0: The Bordeaux Business School saw that these changes in the wine business called for more specialized knowledge. Alison Grant says the program brings the world's oldest industry into the 21st century.
1: We started this uh, program in 2001. After about a year of market study, traveling around, speaking to industry people, finding out what was missing uh, in education in the market, not talking about winemaking or enology or viticulture, but in the running of a wine business or selling wine, marketing, branding, um, and we found that there was a very high demand for for this kind of education.
0: The Wine MBA program runs from January to the following March. It's roughly 15 months, but it's a part-time program. Alison Grant says students attend classes for only 10 weeks. The rest of the time, they work on their dissertation project from home.
1: It can be a business plan. It can be something that they're asked to do within their company that could be beneficial for the the company. And once they they give us the, the objective or the title of their thesis, we allocate them a professor. And then uh, he's in constant contact with this professor who aids him along the way with the preparation of his thesis. They have various guidelines and they are aided all all throughout the year. And then they have a date limit where they have to submit. We had a, a lady from Chile who wrote a thesis on planning success in the European market. We had a Canadian who wrote about the effect of brand, region and price on the purchase decision of low and high involvement wine consumers in Canada. We've had a Chilean guy working in the UK market who did his thesis on alternative closures for red wine, talking about other ways rather than the traditional cork
0: closing of wines. The Wine MBA program is open to just 20 people who are fluent in English and have at least eight years of professional experience. And most of the applicants are already working in the wine business. Here's one profile of an alumnus of Bordeaux's Wine MBA program.
3: My name is Bob Anderson. And I'm currently the CEO of Supreme Cork LLC, an inventor and manufacturer of synthetic corks for wine and spirits bottles. And I am a uh, 2003 graduate of the Wine MBA program. The student body of, of our class, which was the second Wine MBA class, was a diverse group of students as far away as Asia to as close as Canada and South America. It was a small class initially of of approximately nine people. All were working professionals in the wine industry or with a future goal of moving into the wine industry. We actually had several multimillionaires in the class looking for investments in the wine business, thought that before they put their money in, they best take an advanced program and uh, see if it uh, was something they actually wanted to do. They were very smart for doing that. I became interested in the Wine MBA program from being in the wine industry and working for a U.S.-based company looking to expand its sales, marketing, and distribution throughout the world. And the curriculum allowed me to enroll in the program and participate in it as an executive and also in the countries where I do a majority of my business. It was very convenient to be in those locations as well. What I learned was mostly things that you cannot get out of a book, but you do tend to get through travel and time spent with people, other cultures in different countries. And that is that there's always a better way to do something, not always your way uh, or the American way. There are people who have been in this industry or other industries for many years. Their approaches may differ, but their results and effectiveness uh, may be greater. And the opportunity to learn and listen to their stories and their experiences, uh, I felt to be very enriching and uh, very useful.
0: Bob Anderson, getting an MBA in wine was professionally beneficial. But how favorably are MBAs looked upon in the wine business? Chris Fernstrom is Senior Vice President of Marketing at Icon Estates. Some of the wineries in the Icon Estates portfolio include Robert Mondavi Winery, Estancia Estates and Ravenswood Wineries in California, as well as wineries in Italy, New Zealand, Australia and Chile. Do many of the executives in the wine industry have MBAs?
4: It's actually a a mix in that, you have a lot of larger organizations in the wine industry that have uh, a higher percentage of the executive team that have MBAs, but not entirely. Um, you know, you, you don't usually see MBAs um, with on, say, on the sales side for the executive side. But many of the mid-sized to small companies, you really don't see a lot of MBAs. It's uh, sort of episodic, sporadic versus, you know, more consistent. Whereas if you go to the Gallo or the Constellations of the World, you will see, you know, more MBAs at the executive level.
0: Can you explain what has changed in the wine industry, say, in the past 20 years or so that's that's made it important for executives to have a business degree?
4: Uh, yeah, I mean, I think the, uh, the important thing to, to realize in, in the wine industry is that ultimately it is a business. And I get a fair number of resumes sent to me from folks who have, Uh, have been involved with wine on a hobby uh, level for a number of years and have decided they're going to make a career change and they want to get into the wine industry. So there's a lot of romance that's associated with the the wine industry. But at the end of the day, it is a business. And if you're not making money, you will not be in business. Uh, So a business background is absolutely essential. And what's really changed in the course of the last 20 years in our industry is – Um, Obviously, the global nature of the business has changed, so what we're doing here in the U.S. um, absolutely has an impact uh, in in Europe as well as Canada and Australia, and what Australia and South America and Europe is doing has an impact over here. So when we're looking at people, uh, folks that have a better understanding of sort of the uh, global competitive economy that we live in is absolutely a plus. Now, the other thing that's changed in our industry here in the U.S. is a consolidation among the different tiers. So because we're a regulated industry and you have three tiers basically operating in the U.S., you have consolidation that's occurred at the distributor tier. You've had consolidation that's occurred at the winery tier. And you've also had consolidation that's occurred at the uh, retail tier. So that's created, I think, opportunities and uh, necessitated a better understanding from the folks that are coming into the industry as to how to ensure they have the right, you know, analytical skills to be able to make decisions uh, on a, a business that really has become quite sophisticated.
0: How competitive is the hiring process in, in the wine industries? I mean, are there a lot of positions available?
4: It ebbs and flows, but I would say in the last couple of years, because of the consolidation that's been occurring at the supplier side, it's become more challenging to find opportunities in the U.S. marketplace. Um, You know, what we're looking for usually when we're going out to hire, and I'm going to speak to the marketing side of the business, You know, I'm responsible for the marketing as well as all of our international business and all of our visitor center business here. But when we're looking for somebody with a marketing slot that's open, we're looking for somebody, obviously, that's smart, that you know, can think creatively, can solve problems, has good analytical skills. But we are looking for somebody that has some background in the wine industry. We don't hire folks that have no background at all in the wine industry.
0: Do these executives, do they typically move around a lot or do they generally stay at one winery for a long time?
4: No, you've seen, um, I think, once again, in on the last you know, 10 years, a lot more um, movement among mid-management and executive level employees uh, around the world. So it's not unusual at all to have somebody working here in the U.S. and find a position in Australia. And I have a friend of mine who has you know, done that a couple times. He was working in the U.S. on the marketing side. And then he went over to Australia for three years and was a general manager at a uh, winery over there. And then he came back to the U.S., was involved in the wine industry again, and now is over in New Zealand. So there is a lot of movement depending on who you're working for and ultimately what your interests are and you know what your background is.
0: You generally hire someone for experience rather than, say, having an MBA.
4: I, I'll, give you, I'll give you the way that I look at it. Uh, when i 'm interviewing somebody, the first thing i 'm looking for is you know are they smart um, it, it, what 's their level of intelligence and when I say intelligence, I mean uh, once again sort of analytical background with the balance of being able to think creatively because I think when you 're solving problems it 's not just the analytical side of your brain that 's going to help you it 's also the ability to think creatively about uh, a solution so that 's probably the most important factor, whether you have experience, whether you have an MBA. Uh, I'm specifically looking for that. Um, The other two elements that I'm looking for uh, are what's your leadership background? What have you worked on that has shown that you have leadership um, experience under your belt, whether it's project-based or team-based? That, to me, is very important, the ability to sort of take initiative and follow projects forward. The last element I look for is teamwork. You know, how How well do you work with other people? Because no matter what business you are in, uh, the ability to work across divisions, departments, etc., is absolutely essential to being successful. Then, obviously, the experience comes into play. So I would look to experience first before an MBA. An MBA to me, since I have my MBA, tells me that the person has a set foundational level of understanding across the different disciplines, whether it's strategy, finance, marketing, uh, production, et cetera. So I know that base is there, and I know the person has been able to successfully complete a program that's given them that foundation. But that, to me, is not enough. It's the other you know, four elements I mentioned, as well as uh, the fact that they have some experience. That, to me, is a big benefit.
0: For close to $30,000 plus several thousand dollars in airfare, students travel the globe's wine country and earn perhaps one of the most delightful degrees out there. But of course, Bordeaux's Wine MBA program coordinator Alison Grant says it's not easy.
1: They have very long days. And at the same time, you know, they're in touch with their companies and they read their emails and they're they're trying to work at the same time. So it takes a lot of organization and a lot of application on their part. But at the end, when they've done it, they are so, so, so proud.
0: (laughs) For MBA Podcaster, I'm Janet Nakano.